Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. I want to remind you again, if you have prayer requests, testimonies, or questions, please let me know. You can contact me on any of the social media platforms, or you can also contact me uh, at my website, uh, or by email, or text, or phone call at the number below. So just appreciate that, and uh, appreciate you listening in. Today, I want to speak about uh, probably it'll probably take a few diff- a couple different uh, broadcasts to cover it, but I want to speak about discovering manly leadership. So, um, sisters, don't tune out. I don't want you to. I don't want you to move on from this. I think as we as we understand manly leadership. Um, it's not just something that sisters would tune out from. When we're really looking at leadership, we're ultimately looking at Jesus Christ. He's our example. And he's not just the example for men. He's also the example for women. So, you know, really these things apply to all of us because as uh, mothers, you lead children. Yeah. There's sisters that are Sunday school teachers. So there's, in general, their leadership principles. I want to call them manly leadership principles because leadership, we understand, flows through the man. Um, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Husband is the head of the wife. And so... That's how headship flows through us. It flows through the male. And we can't disregard that. We can't throw that away. Uh, this society would love to do that because we're living in a post-Christian society. But the fact is, this is scripture. There is a true and genuine manly leadership. And that's offensive to this, to this age. Uh, they look at the old scriptural Christian ways and they call them uh, tox- toxic uh, man- masculinity. And they call it as part of the patriarchy. Now, I want you to notice during the time that we're living in, um, you know, what happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis. You know, that's, that's my hometown where I was uh, born and raised at. Not, no, not in that neighborhood, but in that area. And so um, this really hits home and, you know, it's just absolutely disgusting and despicable what uh, that police officer did to Mr. Floyd. And um, it's terrible. And if it doesn't show really today what the importance of manly leadership is, scriptural leadership is, I don't know what does because you have a situation where it's so complex and every side has such treasured and held opinions about this and it takes someone to stand up and say this is wrong. No one should be treated that way. Black people shouldn't be 
treated differently because of the color of their skin. And, you know, this is a whole history and system of racism that's built into our society that we're literally born into and that we, in America, and we, we, we almost can't get around it. The only way to get around it is with Christ in your heart, loving everyone the same, not being ignorant of the difficulties and plights of others. If you look around the world, racism is a problem everywhere. In the Middle East, different eth ethnic groups despise each other. Iranians hate Arabs. Arabs hate Iranians. If you go to Africa, one tribe hates the other. Us looking at the outside, we say they're all black. But to them, it's a different tribe, and they hate each other. And we go into, into Asia, this is the same thing. And what is the problem? The problem is that there is sin in all of our hearts. And there's racism and multitude other things in our hearts. But racism is in our hearts. That It's something that when we're born again, uh, we have power to overcome. We can't let it overcome us. We have to overcome it. But the world is crying out for manly leadership now. There's riots going on in the streets. There's people's businesses being burned down. Black people's businesses being destroyed. Black neighborhoods where old people live and they can't get their groceries. They can't get their medication because why? Everything's burnt down. And so these, these things require wisdom, godly wisdom, godly leadership. And what a lack there is today, all the way from the governor's house up to the White House. Such a lack of genuine leadership. It's appalling. Anyways, I got completely off the subject. But um, my... So God created man to be a leader, created him to be the head of his home, and this is his plan and his purpose. Um, there definitely is a form of toxic masculinity. Um, it seeks to use violence and power to manipulate and gain control, sexual conquests, power over women. That is completely unscriptural. You know, we have this thing where men are whistling at sexy dressed women coming down the streets. They're seeking to fill sexual desires outside of marriage, whether it's be with other women or with other men. Um, there's pornography, such an unbelievable pornography problem um, that people deal with. And what is it? It's turning a woman into an object. And it's sin. It's sin. And it's disgusting. God, God hates it. He says if you even look at a woman to lust after her in your heart, you've committed adultery with her already. So a woman is not a slave. She's not an object. Unfortunately, that's what feminism has turned women into, is they become an object. A, a real Christian woman, Christian lady, that would save herself for marriage, 
that would just be involved with one man, that would say, I, I, want, to, I want to serve my family, I want to take care of my family, I want to take care of my husband, is considered a, a crazy woman. She's, she's, she's lost her mind. But if you look and see at trends today, that's the result of feminism. Feminism has created, now women want to be at home with their children, even they want to homeschool. And that, that's even women who are not Christian. And so we, we see today the, the result of feminism is a woman is just an object. In, in the Christian faith, a woman is equal to a man. Yes, different position, but there's an equality in Christ, there's no male and no female. Yes, a man has a role and a woman has a role. But as to salvation, they're equal. A woman is saved regardless of her husband. In the old way of looking at things, a woman was only saved based upon her relationship with her husband. If her husband was saved, she was saved. But that's not, that's not right. A woman stands on her own two feet before Christ. A woman is a treasure and should be, is treat, should be treated like a treasure by her husband, by her father, by those around her. Unfortunately, condemning toxic, true toxic masculinity doesn't just stop there. It goes into his, him being a leader at home, him being a leader in the church, him being a leader in the public square. Men don't have a right to speak. If you want to explain something, they say, don't mansplain that to me. Uh, and so it's invalidating the position that God placed a man in. Not to pervert things, not to tear things up, but to lead with love. And I think that's the critical thing that people need to understand today. There's a true biblical manly leadership. Unfortunately, I won't even get to my scriptures, but I'll just close uh, this session. We're going to look at a quote from Satan's Eden. Brother Branham says that's what Satan does. He perverts the nations. He perverts the church. He perverts the people. He's a deceiver, a perverter of the original truth. God made a man a man. He made a woman a woman, and he dressed them different, and he meant them for to for them to stay that way and to act that way. One is feminine and the other is masculine. He separated Adam in the Garden of Eden and did this, separated Eve from him. Now he wears her bangs, she cuts his hair like his, her hair like his, he tries to wear his like hers. See, she wears his outside clothes, he wears her inside clothes. Now that sounds sacrilegious, but I don't need it that way. It's the absolute gospel truth. If you don't know it, then there's something wrong with you. You're either blind or never been on the streets. And she thinks, and she thinks, and he thinks that it's right, that they're getting along somewhere. What we have today in our world is a perversion of God's original purpose. And God hates it. And it's ruining lives, ruining families, ruining homes, ruining churches, ruining the government. It's ruining all the whole world. But 
God is calling people out of the world to something different. And you and I as Christians, we're going to live something different. Why? Because we're not going to live the perverted life. We're going to live the life of Jesus Christ. If you have comments, testimonies, questions, or prayer requests, please let us know. We sure appreciate you listening in. May the Lord richly bless you.